BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and 15 gigs of data and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash jesse and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working undercover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. We are back with more Christopher Columbus. I am going to do my level best (laughs) to finish this today. I am absolutely not promising you that I will. As you know, I don't do research for the show. I don't plan things out. My intention, as we begin day three of Christopher Columbus, which we've never done before, it's a historic first, my intention was to make the Columbus story a one-day thing. Now we're beginning our third day, and my confidence is shot that I'll be able to finish it today either. Why can't I finish it? Well... One, like I said, I don't plan things, so that hurts me, definitely. Two, 
I get distracted mid-story a lot. A lot. I know you're going to find that shocking, Chris. Mid-story, as you know, look, you've just accepted it by now if you're still listening. Mid-story, I'll get distracted by something. And if we're being honest, it's Christopher Columbus. If anybody's going to get three days, you're an American. I understand we have a bunch of foreigners who listen to, but for the most part, you're an American. Columbus matters. He matters a lot. It's important we know this stuff. It's a fascinating tale. Adventure, intrigue, murder, torture. You know, good stuff for the kids. When we left yesterday, we were leaving an island with a bunch of Indians on it. Columbus's guys had landed there. All the men were dead. The women were scared out of their minds. The kids were scared. The male children had been castrated. And it had been the Caribs, this, this vicious warlike tribe of Indians who did it all to them. And, the, and when we left... A bunch of the women were begging to be taken onto these ships. What will a woman do, a mother do, to save herself and most definitely her children? The things a woman will do to save her children are extreme. The love of a mother is a special thing. So I don't think I need to elaborate for you what happens when Christopher Columbus agrees to take some of these women onto the ship. Should be noted that I couldn't find anything saying Columbus personally took part in any of the things that came after this. Columbus considered himself, at least publicly, to be a very religious, pious human being. However, you bring a bunch of women Onto a boat full of a bunch of men. It's going to go exactly the way you think it's going to go. Sometimes willingly. Sometimes not willingly. And that's a big problem, isn't it? That's a big, big problem. Because now... You've taken this, remember, they're still at the point here where they think they've got a good relationship. They, they think that things are fine with the Indians. Now they're about to find out otherwise, but they think things are fine. You take these women onto your ship, and they begin to be abused by Spaniards. Now where are they going? You remember where they're going? They're going back to the fort of 39 men that Columbus had left there for a year now while he went back to Spain, got new ships, came back over. And they head towards the fort with the women on board and so on and so forth. They get to the fort and it is completely destroyed. And people everywhere are dead. They don't see a single living Spaniard. They find dead ones. None of them made it out alive. Columbus now knows he has a real problem on his hands. The guys didn't die of natural causes. He's actually looking at some mutilated Spanish corpses. This is bad. And Columbus had made contact with a bunch of the Indians on that island, obviously, when they built the fort there. Remember, when he left, everything was fine. Everyone was getting along fine. So he gets with this Indian chief, his buddy, supposedly, and says, hey, uh, what, what happened here? Indian chief, it's up to you whether or not you believe him, will never know the truth, says, dude, I had nothing to do with this at all. This was this other Indian chief. He came and killed all your guys. Uh, but you should know the 39 guys you left behind, 
You were gone for about five minutes, and they were stealing and raping and doing whatever they wanted on the island. Columbus isn't sure whether or not he believes him, but really doesn't have a choice but to take his word for it. Okay, all right, look, you say you didn't do it. That's fine. That's fine. Well, something else happens. Those women being, I mean, held on the ships, they escape the ships, get into the island, and get with the quote-unquote friendly chief, and he takes off with them, he and all of his people. Now Columbus knows, I am not on friendly ground here. As we've talked about a lot over the past couple days, Columbus is not good at this. You can say, well, it would be really hard. It would be. But Columbus is not good at settling places, colonizing places. You need somebody with the brass balls to sail off into Never Never Land and maybe never come back? Absolutely. You need somebody to colonize a place, be friendly with the locals? Uh. And you can argue, well, Jesse, it's not Columbus's fault. His men did it when he was gone. That's true, kind of, but how did you think that was going to go? How did you think leaving 39 ruffians on an island when they held all the power, at least in their mind, how did you think that was going to go? Of course it goes poorly. I want you guys to behave yourselves now. All right, now you have armor and they don't. You have swords and they don't. And crossbows and such. I realize you have all the physical power. And you're look, you're sailors, so you're not exactly the settled family man type. And yeah, sure, there's a bunch of hot Indian chicks. But y'all behave. I'll be back in a year. How did you think that was going to go, man? You have to acknowledge human nature. You just have to. Columbus now decides he has to settle a bit more. He starts to rotate. This is one of the first smart things he's done. Remember, he has 1,200 men with him now, 17 ships. He begins the process of rotating malcontents back home. Only that causes problems, too. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. You don't have to agonize anymore about sleep, about going to bed. I, I know what you're going through. There was a time that I would actually dread going to bed. I know that sounds weird, but I'd be exhausted And before I even got into my room, I would know I'm not going to sleep tonight. I've been thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. I was taking notes on this. I was doing this for the show, watching this documentary, reading, and I'm still thinking about it. And then I'm thinking about the next day. Then I'm thinking about the fam. Then I'm thinking about the kids. Then I'm thinking about this, thinking about that. And soon it's 2 a.m. and I still haven't slept because it's the racing thoughts that keep you awake. Ebb sleep calms down those racing thoughts and puts you asleep. Go to tryeb.com slash jesse. That's tryebb.com slash jesse. Use the promo code jesse, 25 bucks off.
You got a bunch of unhappy men on your expedition. Well, that's fine. We'll just rotate them back home, right? It's the smart move. Uh, kind of. Because what you have back home in Spain is you have a king and queen who are anxious for updates. The people you send back home, if you're only sending back home the unhappy people, what kind of updates do you think they're giving the king and queen? What do you think they're telling the king and queen about you? They're going back home. And they're telling the king and queen Columbus is a tyrant. Columbus is a thief. Columbus is cruel. Columbus is this. Columbus is that. And they're beginning to poison the Columbus reputation in the minds of the king and queen. Now, to their credit, the king and queen are rotating supplies back towards Columbus. And with those supplies, Columbus is starting to feel a bit of the pressure because the king and queen send back a not-so-thinly-veiled threat of, man, it would be, it'd be really sweet if this actually turned out to be profitable in the end. How's that coming along? Any updates on the bottom line? Columbus starts to feel the pressure. Columbus gathers up some men and takes off on a huge expedition to find gold. He's still always always hunting for gold and always hearing stories from the natives that, again, like I said yesterday, the the, the gold's just down south. That's the next island over. Or he'll he'll hear things like, if you go up into this mountainous area, they're just picking gold nuggets out of the river. You just bend down and just pick up just pockets full of gold nuggies. Yeah, it's not true. He goes, he finds some gold, not very much. And while he's gone, I know you're going to find this shocking. He comes back. And of course, there was a mutiny while he's gone. And he has to put down another rebellion. It is honestly the most dysfunctional life I've ever heard of in my life. These Spaniards, I don't know whether this was a Columbus problem, a Navy guy problem, a Spanish problem. They are an unruly bunch. And now they're having trouble fighting Indians. Meaning the Indians, whereas they used to bring food and water, are now openly hostile. Columbus... Remember, he brought 1,200 men with him. 400 of them were trained soldiers. He's sending out military expeditions, which sounds nice. And let's talk about this for a minute. You show up. You got 400 trained Spanish military guys. They are overwhelmingly better than any of the Indians they're facing. They have armor. The Indians don't possess a single weapon that can penetrate Spanish armor. They have crossbows. They have swords. Remember, swords, while you and I love seeing them in the movie, remember our show about Vikings? Swords were something richer people had because it cost so much in materials to make one. All the Spanish had swords. Indians had nothing like that. And the Spanish had horses. The Spanish had dogs, and Spanish horses were actually trained to mow people over. How horrifying is that if you're an island Indian and you've never seen a horse, and now one's riding at you to mow you down like grass? And the dogs? I would actually love to see one of these things. Spanish war dogs were famous. Hernan Cortez used them a lot to conquer the Aztecs. They would eat you alive. They would put armor on these war dogs. They were trained, and they would eat you alive. Psychologically, how's that feel if you're on the other end of it? And so you're you're suffering from Indian attacks, as Columbus is at this point in time. 
you're building a new fort. But I mean, you got to you got to do something. Put down these attacks. So you send out this huge military expedition, and that of course goes well. What are they going to do to you? Nothing much. But what's your relationship like now? Now you just sent 400 troops into the island. Now they're burning huts. Now they're taking women. Now they're killing lots of people. You see how it just slowly disintegrates and disintegrates and disintegrates. Once it starts to disintegrate, it's very, very, very difficult to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Now, he's still over here to explore. So he takes his brother, who's along on the journey, and he tells his brother, look, you are in charge. I'm getting back on the boat where I belong, and I'm going to go find China. Keep in mind, the guy still thinks he's, <laughs> he thinks he's in Asia. We'll die thinking he was in Asia. Leaves his brother in charge, build the fort, administer things. You got this, right, bro? I have faith in you. Hops back on the boat and takes off. He hits Cuba and actually thinks he's on mainland China. He even runs into more Indians there who tell him, this is not, this is not China, this is an island. And he doesn't believe him. <laughs> Columbus was, was quite a card. Hits, hits Cuba, gets in yet another fight because now they're running into more and more hostile Indians. Takes off from Cuba, and he's landing in places like Jamaica. Did you know that? Goes back, and I know you're going to find this shocking, too. By the time he gets back to the place where he left his brother in charge, he's having massive mutiny problems. People are rebelling. It's not just the Indians, it's the Spanish. And his brother is very similar to Columbus where he will drop the hammer on people. And when I say drop the hammer on people, cutting off ears and noses was not uncommon. And in the eyes of the Spanish, it's one thing to do that to Indians who they thought of as less you're doing that to Spaniards, now you're going to get quite a reputation. And the Columbuses were getting quite a reputation. Plus, Columbus is feeling that pressure, the money pressure. What's he going to do? He hasn't found the gold. He hasn't found these precious metals and things. Columbus looks around and says, I mean, I don't have any gold, but I got a lot of slaves, potential slaves. In defense of the Spanish crown, they did not want these slaves, which still I find odd. The Spanish crown didn't want slaves. weren't They weren't about slavery. But Columbus, in order to show a prophet, says, hey, I got some slaves. Find it odd that they take. 500 slaves, and they decide we need to send these slaves back to Europe. Why do you send things back to Europe? Well, hang on. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. 
Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time Shiro to all of us. You nurture, we listen. You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. Start saving more for retirement now so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceyourretirement.org slash Shiro. A message brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Five hundred slaves. Imagine what that's like for one of those Indians. You are free, living your life one day, and the next day you're shackled on a ship in the middle of the ocean. And... 90% of these Indians died. Many died on the way there. Malnutrition, disease. They would throw them over the side of the boat in the middle of the ocean. Sometimes they'd throw them over alive. What a feeling that must be dropped in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Think about that. That's ugly. So he gets nothing out of the 500 slaves. They all died. They're not worth anything. Died. And he has more fighting back back there. And he knows... He's really getting a bad rap now back in Spain. His detractors at court are dogging him bad. He has got to show something for it. Clearly the slave thing isn't going to work. We need something. So what does he do? He's just not good at this. What he does is he gives the Indians on the island a quota. A quota requirement for gold. You will bring me so much gold. What happens if they didn't? They die. He would execute you if you did not make your gold quota. Well, you're an Indian on the island. You're part of a tribe. Tribes no different than a country. It's just a much smaller version of it. Everybody has a role to play. People have jobs, different jobs. One of the main jobs of all these Indian tribes was growing food. Pretty important. How long do you think it takes to work the fields with the tools they had as an Indian back then? Probably quite a bit of time, right? Not exactly a, hey, I'm going to run out and grab the mail. I'll be back in two minutes. It's going to take you some time. How much time do you have to grow that food if Christopher Columbus has threatened to cut off your head if you don't bring him enough gold? They stop growing food because they don't have time. Once you miss a crop or two, You're going to starve to death. Columbus, with his gold quota, caused a famine on the island that not only affected the Indians. Remember, Columbus doesn't have a grocery store right next door. He's living off the island, too. Yeah, they're getting shipments from Europe, but Europe couldn't possibly send enough ships to supply all these men for all that time. You have to to home source that stuff. He causes a famine on the island. The Indians 
they commit mass suicide. That's ugly. It's ugly. Look, rest assured, you know I've told you the great stuff. You know I tell you the bad stuff. Some of some of Columbus's bad reputation. That's warranted, man. That's brutal. Now, conquest is brutal. Exploration is brutal. Empire building is brutal. I get that. You know I'm not the soft, cuddly type, but he wiped those people out. Wiped them out. Almost all of them. Now he's feeling the pressure to go back home because he doesn't have mass quantities of gold. He has a little. He doesn't have slaves, which the crown didn't even want anyway, but he doesn't have slaves that can live through the journey. He just doesn't have much to choose from here. He doesn't have many options. So he packs up his stuff, hops on a ship, and takes off back for the crown. And the crown, when he gets back to Spain, they have some very pointed, very hard questions for Columbus, just like before. But Columbus is a man that knows how to handle himself in that situation lots of the time. And I don't want to act like he had nothing to show for it because he didn't have a bunch of gold. He was out there claiming new territory for the Spanish all the time. And that wasn't lost on them. It wasn't like this just that occurred to him after Columbus died. Oh, wow, that guy turned out to be valuable. They knew. They knew what he'd done. And plus, remember all the titles they had already given him, Admiral of the Sea and all that. They had invested a lot in this guy. And it can be very, very hard to walk away from an investment, even if you consider it to be a bad one. Obviously, the Columbus investment turned out to be pretty good for the Spanish in the end. But... He still had to beg, borrow, and steal a little. He said, I want another expedition. I want to go back again. The Spanish aren't aren't quite as generous as they were before. You remember the second expedition, 1,200 men, 17 ships. This time, he gets six ships. He gets six ships, and this comes with even more problems because now... The quality of man he's bringing along on the crew, we've already talked about how they would be rougher, tended to be rougher. The quality of man he's bringing along on the crew, it's going downhill. Because now they're not just explorers. Now they're not just guys venturing out into the great unknown. Let's make our let's make our fortune somewhere. Now Word has already gotten back to Spain. Word in the shipping community, word travels fast. And what is that word at this point in time? That word is this. If you go with Christopher Columbus, there's some gold, not a ton. He won't even let you abuse the natives as much as you'd like. He is cruel. He will cut off your nose, and it's hot where you're going. They called the island Mosquito Island when they were trying to put him down. The men would suffer physically really, really badly there, and we haven't really talked about that yet. It wasn't only the Indians who had an adjustment to make, like the willing ones when they went back to Spain. These Europeans were struggling big time in the tropical heat and suffering from malaria. So the tale the sailors and explorers are spreading around their community is not one of, whew, this Columbus guy has it going on, man. You got to hook up with him, beg, borrow, and steal, but you got to get on that next expedition. What they're spreading around is... Disease-ridden, starvation, thirst, under a tyrant. And with that reputation comes something else. 
Hang on. Home title lock. It's something you have to have now. I I wish you didn't have to have it. I genuinely do. I know that's an odd thing to say when I'm talking for them. I wish you didn't have to have home title lock. I I don't want to live in a world where your home title is just something they'll take, but it is. And you know how easy it is for them? They took my home title and forged mine and my wife's signature on it and got it notarized in less than 10 minutes. Less than 10 minutes, and they could have taken me to the cleaners. Home title theft is sweeping the country because it's great money for criminals, and it's so stinking easy. You have to get home title lock to protect that title of yours. Just get home title lock, and then you don't have to stress it. Don't think about it again. Go to hometitlelock.com right now. Register your address. See if you're already a victim. While you're there, use the promo code JESSE. Get yourself 30 free days of protection. HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. When you, when you have a reputation now of not being the friendliest expedition in the world, there isn't a sea of gold and beautiful women waiting for you. You're going to get a rougher crew than you even had before. And this third expedition of Columbus, Columbus it was rough. It was a rough crew. But they take off six ships. That's very difficult to say for me, Chris. Six ships. For some reason, my mouth doesn't work that way. Whatever. They take off. Things are going fine, making their way across the ocean. This is nothing Columbus hasn't done before at this point in time. Except July hits. And remember, it's easy to forget. These are not motorized vessels. These are sailing ships. They move with the wind. And as can happen on the ocean, the wind stops. And now you're stuck there in the tropics on the equator in July. Do you have any idea how hot it is out on the water when it's hot outside? People don't understand this before, but one of the hottest times I've ever had in my entire life was we went deep sea fishing one time and it was also in July and we got out there on the water and the sun was just baking us. We ended up, we ended up just turning around and heading in. Chugging water the whole time. That was with modern technology in an engine that can create a breeze. Do you know what it must have been like? What it must have smelled like on that ship? And there's a time limit on these sailing vessels. This is what I mean. You don't really think about it, but these are wooden ships. And there is something out there called ship worms. Your ship can only be in the water for so long. The longer it's in the water, the more pervasive these ship worms are going to be. And what they do is exactly what it sounds like. They eat their way through your ship. Your ship can fall apart underneath you. And the very least, it starts to get very leaky. They're eating holes in your ship. Oh, yeah, they're huge, Chris. They're huge. Don't look them up before breakfast. Well, now you've got a problem. Eventually, though, the wind does pick up, but keep those shipworms in mind. 
They take off, and Columbus does some more exploring. He heads to Trinidad, heads to Venezuela, actually finally scores some pearls. Life ain't bad, and he decides to head back up to the fort he had left. Remember, they built a new fort. Heads back up there, and I know you're going to find this shocking, but the place is in revolt. And I know you're going to find this shocking as well. It's because of women. For once, I'm actually not pointing fingers at women. It's just like we talked about before. Men and women together, it's going to create drama. It's going to create jealousy. It's going to create problems. And we were now seeing major, major problems there. Some of these guys have been here for a while now. Some of these guys are having children. Some of these guys have wives. Some have wives and mistresses. Some of the mistresses or wives are straying a little bit. The men are straying a little bit. You know how this goes. You know how this goes. Creates humongous problems. Finally, Columbus, trying to put this whole thing down, one of his guys takes off and creates his own settlement, completely separate from Columbus. And people come with him, a lot of them. He's got got a split crew now. And Columbus is in such a bad position of negotiation at this point, he has to negotiate with the guys and basically give him everything he wants. All right, you can have this, you can have that, you can have this. Just stop revolting. Just come back. Come back. Well, Columbus's time as being the man in charge of the new world is rapidly coming to a close because somebody else arrives on a ship from Spain. This somebody was a special prosecutor appointed by the king and queen to go over to the islands and investigate the accusations of cruelty and corruption that were being leveled constantly against Columbus. Oh, and did I mention the special prosecutor hated Columbus's guts. He shows up, he digs in, and because of the situation, he's got loyalists, he has people who hate him. Well, he's not doing well. Hang on. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Columbus is in quite a pickle. Special prosecutor begins digging in. And it's not as if Columbus was guilty of all the things he'd been accused of. Stealing wealth, cruelty, and things like that. But it's not as if he was innocent either. There was enough there, there, for the special prosecutor to dig up enough stuff. And there were certainly 
enough people willing to testify against Columbus. So this hero of the new world, most famous explorer of all time, admiral of the seas, man who owns one-eighth of everything Spain finds, finds himself on a ship back to Spain in shackles. But don't worry. He did get some nice karma in the end. Jesse Kelly returns next. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Columbus goes back to Spain. He has to stand before the crown, but he gets himself unshackled. He's not going to be going back to the new world to be the man in charge of it anymore. Although he would have expeditions, exploration expeditions after this. I'm not going to go into those. But he did get some of the most delicious justice you've ever heard of in your life. He gets unshackled. And, as you can imagine, the special prosecutors seized all of the vast amounts of wealth Columbus had accumulated for himself over there. Well, it's still over there, still in the New World. And the Spanish crown not only unshackles Columbus to completely restore his titles and tell him, yes, you can have all your treasure, you can have all your wealth. So, word gets sent to the New World. They load up all of Columbus's wealth on a ship. This ship isn't going to travel back to Spain all alone. It's actually a fleet of 31 ships. And one of those ships has Columbus's gold on it. The other ships, they have... The men who despised Columbus, including the special prosecutor who screwed Columbus over. This fleet of 31 ships takes off for home. And somebody didn't check the skies because a hurricane came. A hurricane came and 30 of the 31 ships gone. 2,000 people dead, including Columbus's enemies. The ship that remained, the one with Columbus's treasure on it. How about that? Maybe somebody was smiling down on Christopher Columbus after all. That is a cool story. That is somebody who lived a life worth remembering. Like I said, there's more after that. He crossed the ocean again. More Indian fights, more this and that. I mean, the dude was unreal. But that's the story of Christopher Columbus. Now, the question you should ask yourself is this. What do you think about Christopher Columbus's life? Would you want the Christopher Columbus resume in its entirety, would you want it for yourself? And a question that oftentimes gets a different answer, would you want it 
for your children. You see, there are several things I've done that I look back on and I think, oh gosh, that was stupid. But I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I I'm glad I experienced it. It it was hard, or I paid for my unbelievable stupidity. And now I'm back on the horse. But I'm glad I went through it. Would you want your sons to go through it? Oh, no, 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 no. We're going through that right now in my house. I, when I was 10 years old, we packed up living in Ohio, and we packed up and moved to Montana. We were moving out there for work. And my folks wanted to live out west. Now, for the first time in my life, I'm the new kid. And I show up mid-school year like everyone else, and I don't have any friends. And I'm getting in fist fights in the, in the, at lunch and things like that. And it sucks. And it's lonely. And it's terrible. If you've ever been the new kid when you were a kid, you know what I'm talking about. And eventually, obviously, all that changed, and, and it all worked out fine. But that for, the, for a time, it was brutal. Long year. And I can still, at the age of 39, I can look back on going through that at 10 and find tangible ways that helped me. It was good for me. Sitting at dinner last night, my oldest son, he's a different cat, just built differently. Adore that kid. Starts looking awfully sad. Start digging in, finding out what's wrong. Well, his buddy, his close buddy at school, his parents won't let him go back to school because of coronavirus. My oldest son doesn't have any friends now. And he's lonely. And I have this moment as a parent last night where just pretty much tore the heart out of my freaking chest. You know what I mean? You're a parent. Just tore the heart out of my chest. And I'm sitting there cursing the world. I mean, quietly. I'm not doing it out loud. But I'm thinking to myself, that is that is so crappy. I can't believe he has to go through this. I wish this would never happen to him. I want him to have all the friends in the world. And then I caught myself and thought, wait a minute. That's how you grow up into a decent human being. Going through hard things makes you harder. It's just a fact. And you have to be harder when it comes to this life. And because I'm weird, off of that, I got to thinking about Christopher Columbus. And I'm thinking to myself, would I want Christopher Columbus's resume? And I honestly have to tell you, probably You can say there's a ton of bad stuff on there, and man, there is a ton of bad stuff. From human rights abuses, you can flat out call that murder, to idiocy, mismanagement. But how many cities are named after you? Christopher Columbus's name. 500 years later, is still known throughout the world. Talk about a legacy. And because I'm weird, I was thinking about my son and thinking, well, would I want him to have that life? And I thought, I don't think so. Different, isn't it? What we want for ourselves and what we want for our kids are often different things, and they probably shouldn't be, right? They probably shouldn't be. I think about this era we live in politically now, and I had a friend of mine ask me yesterday, totally, totally sincere, sees the country dividing, sees how divided we are, sees that we're racing opposite directions, And says to me, how long do you think we have as a nation still? 
and I can go into that in a little while, what I, what I told him and whatnot, but it occurred to me, there's a very real chance my kids are going to see massive social upheaval of some kind in their lives. And I can't decide whether I dread that for them or whether I'm excited for them because it'll be good for them to go through hard times. I don't want, at least I don't think I want, or at least I tell you I don't think I want, a cushy life for my kids. But this next generation, man, it might get ugly. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a 1,000 at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Five months have passed since Hamas brutally attacked Israel, launching a vicious war for Israel's very survival. As Israel fights for her existence, so many people around the world, even in America, Israel's greatest ally, have turned their backs on the Israeli people right when they need friends the most. Friends like us. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews is on the ground in Israel, delivering critically needed emergency supplies to those suffering right now. There is an immediate need for essentials like food, medicine, and emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering Jews. Many cannot return to their homes because of rocket fire in the north from Hezbollah. Israel is in desperate need and that's why I'm partnering with the fellowship today. Every donation is urgently needed. To give to IFCJ, visit supportifcj.org. That's one word supportifcj.org your gift will be matched to double in impact and help provide twice the support supportifcj.org god bless and thank you 
Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. It's time for you to join half a million people in doing what? Well, doing something cool. Get a Burna Less Lethal Pistol. That's Burna, B-Y-R-N-A. It fires powerful ammunition, tear gas, kinetic ammo, incapacitates an attacker for 30, 40 minutes. Having a less lethal option is crucial. It's legal in all 50 states. No background checks are required. They ship it right to your door. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Jesse gets you an exclusive 10% discount. 